0: Right, I guess we'll get started here. Um, Welcome everyone listening in the future to this, the third of our Q&A sessions with the cast and crew of Starfall. Um, I'm Cloudy, uh, pronouns she, her, the uh, showrunner and producer of Starfall. And I'm just going to have our cast who are here today go down in alphabetical order and have them introduce themselves. So everyone say your name, um, your pronouns, and... Uh, who you play in the show. Oh,
1: uh, I guess I'll go. Um, my name is Brandon, pronouns he, him. Uh, I play the voice of Hossie.
2: My name is Cam. My pronouns are they, them, and I play Velvet.
3: My name is Allie, and I play Cynthia. My pronouns are she, her. My name is Emily. Uh,
4: my pronouns are she, they, and I play Hestrin.
0: All right, let's get into some questions. What was... Uh, your favorite character in the show so far. And yes, you can choose your own character if you like.
4: Um, I do love Hestrin. I love playing Hestrin. But I think Fel has stolen my heart for being so earnest (laughs) and so sweet.
2: Yeah, it's pretty easy to love Fel. I feel like a lot of people have Fell as their favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I personally like uh, the duo of Fell and Dalin. Like, just their dynamic is particularly interesting. I like Dalin a lot because he's a lot more down to earth and like not dealing with anybody's bullshit. And I love <laughs> that for him.
3: I, I particularly enjoy Fell as well. I think it's his earnestness is so relatable. Um because I don't know, I I know quite a few people who are like him. Um, and it's just really nice to hear him be so sweet and so funny and also kind of having his little awkward chuckles every now and then are really charming too.
1: <laughs> yeah, just along with that. Yeah, fell is a, a really great <laughs> character to enjoy. Um, I didn't really want to say my own character, even though I do really enjoy playing Hossie. It is just... This weird idea that while everyone's like relatively an okay or like a bright person and just Hossie's in the background, just being absolute grouch. It's kind of fun just being that one person, just not okay with everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to have some character dynamics in there to spice things up. If everyone else is just a little wacky and enthusiastic about the theater, you got to have some of that sourness and some of that realism to bring down the mood sometimes
4: well but hussy is like he's invested in the troop you know everything he's doing is to try to make things better as as we've heard and to make sure that everything's all right so i don't know that he's like he's grumpy but he's grumpy for a reason he's trying to herd cats True. Yeah,
1: like, a- absolutely. Like that's just kind of like the overall idea. Like in the background, like, yeah, you kind of get the feeling that he's doing this for the betterment of the troop, but he's really not doing anyone any favors by acting always just really mean spirited. <laughs> uh,
3: <yeah. laughs>
1: it's like he what he what he does is like, yes, this is for the betterment of the troop and it's for the troop's own good, but he like never frames it that way. He's like, I don't like any of you most of the time. <laughs> That's what it almost feels like,
4: well, but I feel like he did frame it that way in, in, in the finale, I think it was. Um, where he's like, Look, this is why you can't just go off. I don't know, that that speech really stuck with me, so I guess I am okay, defending like, Hasi at the
1: end. <laughs> at, at the end, it's like you kind of get a look behind the curtain, it's like, This is why I'm this way, <laughs> but throughout the entirety of it, it's like, Man, he's just kind of mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. A <laughs> uh, question about. Uh, your sort of acting process um, do you have any particular methods for getting into character before recording or do you tend to just sort of jump in with it
2: what I do for uh, for a fellet since I usually have short parts uh, is that I will read the, the whole scene and imagine in my head what they have been doing for the scene and so when it comes to my line I, I have a little scenario in my mind of what they have been doing or if they have been con- if they have been uh, doing some conversation with other people and stuff like that.
3: <laughs> Rather close to Cynthia. So I don't feel like I have to do a whole lot to get into her. Um she's a very much like mom friend mode and I am actually a mom. So I feel like I'm talking to my kids. And like when she's <laughs> first introduced uh, to Liana, it's like one of my kids brought home one of their friends and I found out that they don't get lunches. So here eat my food. Here eat this stuff. So it's she likes taking care of people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so very true to form for you for bringing this character to life. (laughs) Yeah, I think we have a few instances of that, of some people who feel like they're very much just playing themselves in some of these characters.
3: Yeah, I'm constantly feeding people too, so... (laughs)
4: Um, for Hestrin, I always have to go back and listen to the previous recordings to sort of get their cadences. And then um, I tend to go through the script and try to sort out where they're neutral, which is just sort of the Frank Oz voice. Versus then um, they're kind of using quirkiness as a defense, uh, which goes into like, hi Yoda, hi Ogra <laughs> type it sounds yeah. I guess the middle is also Miss Frizzle, and, <laughs> and then when they get really serious is like Gandalf before the Balrog. <laughs> 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 and the interesting thing though is that I can also feel a gender fluidity depending on what they're playing vocally, on um, where their focus is in the moment. So I don't know. That's my process.
0: <laughs> I can feel that for Hesterin. I think they definitely took cues from a variety of um, old mentor type characters and also just like a lot of different points on the spectrum.
4: Yeah, it's very much a spectrum to play Hester, And the thing is, though, that like (sighs) Hester knows how to read and to play people, you know, and Mm -hmm. knows how they're disregarded, possibly, you know. Um, Well, it's the same thing as, oh, what is it? In, um, in Kung Fu, it's this sort of drunken master type thing um, mm-hmm. where you, you put across that, oh, look, I'm just poking things. And then it's <laughs> there's a reason why I'm poking things.
1: <laughs> uh, I guess for Hazi, I guess the first part I have to do is uh, try to get back to the the gruff way of speaking, because that's by default not what I normally will sound like. Mm -hmm. And uh, after that, it's just usually going through the script and then trying to figure out what's the best way to, at the same time, have that kind of gruff voice, but also just almost sound annoyed half the time. (laughs)
3: Yeah, I feel
1: (laughs) that. That's usually the way that Mm -hmm. I'll default it. And then um, usually I'll do like a first pass through without recording, see if I like the way that it sounded and then try again or make small tweaks here and there before committing to the recording. But uh, yeah, that's normally what I have to do. Just sound really angry and get just a little bit more annoyed and just get gruff. (laughs) Just sound like you really don't want to be there.
0: Yeah, just get gruff with the voice and then try to figure out what's annoying Hossie today.
1: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much.
0: (laughs) All right. Um, if you were in this traveling magical acting troupe, what kind of job would you want to have with them? Want
4: to have or would have? Yeah. Let, <laughs> now that's, let's that's, go,
0: that's a question. <laughs> let's go with want to have. Like, what would you want to be doing with them?
4: Oh. Probably being one of the people who gets to read, you're actually like, Claudia, you're really good dramas that you're writing.
2: (laughs) I think I'd be in the props. (laughs) Just because it it looks like a fascinating thing to do to create all of those uh, little magical, well, scripted things.
0: Mm -hmm. That looks fun. Yeah, the props team is our little chaos crew. There's lots of explosions, but... Lots of fun results too.
3: I've been thinking about this because I we saw some of the um, or the questions that you posted or um, like last week or so, Mm -hmm. and I've been thinking like, what would I do? And I can't quite pin down exactly what it would be. I have whenever I was in high school, I did stage managing. I made props, I made backgrounds for plays and stuff like that. But I was also in the plays, and again, I cook for everybody, so I don't know what (laughs) I do. Yeah, I think Sandy could, could use a hand though, so I'd probably help her. <laughs> Those potatoes <laughs> yeah, aren't going to feel themselves.
0: You could be like our our mint character who is an actor and also a stagehand and also helps with the cooking and is somehow also the troop's only acting medic.
3: <laughs> I think with like a group like this, there's ob- like going to be double ups like that and everything too. So <laughs> mm-hmm. uh,
1: I guess for the primary thing, probably a stagehand of some kind. Um, Though it is kind of tempting just to, again, like, because I just find Hossie as an interesting character, just to see what it'd be like to work with the guy. <laughs> Probably a bad idea, but, you know, try everything once, right?
0: Look, I feel like on a regular day, Hossie's day is usually pretty chill. Like, he's mostly making sure to check that bad things aren't happening, And there just happens to have been a lot of bad things happening lately. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What is a crossover or alternate universe or special themed episode you think it'd be fun to see the Starfall cast in? Something like our holiday special or something we could do with another show or something like that?
2: A musical AU. <laughs> I would just yes. love it so much. Of course, it would require a lot of work, but that'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah.
4: I, I have to agree. I, yeah, I think the musical <laughs> episode is something that needs to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't have a bunch of musical knowledge at my disposal, so I would probably just have to like shove all the characters and production stuff it in somebody else's direction for just the one episode, but I feel like a lot of the cast would also be game for it if we could.
2: Oh, (laughs) yes.
1: I feel a little guilty because I've been really busy with my uh, current job, so I haven't had as good of a chance to really catch up on a lot of the other podcasts. So I'm not really entirely certain what would be an interesting one. Mm -hmm. But the musical one does sound really, (laughs) really good. Anything, I guess, like just... In another high fantasy or even just fantasy setting would be interesting to see how the worlds collide.
0: Yeah, I will say that um, we do maybe have one or two crossover things already in the works. And this is already after we had the whole uh, crossover spectacular involving Moonbase Theta out <laughs> and um, <laughs> dropping one of their characters in with Felon Leona. But yeah, we have a a lot of friends in the podcasting community and certainly no shortage of crossover potential.
4: I don't think it would work because, um, this podcast is on earth. (laughs) The other (laughs) (laughs) podcast is not, um, but I've been really enjoying, um, forgive me. I don't know if you know that. Um, Yes. 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 I love
0: forgive me. The thing
4: is like, I, I feel if, if, um, if Leona were were in it, we'd we learn things too quickly. <laughs> but um yeah, I'd be I'd be fascinated to see what secrets would come out.
0: Yeah, I feel like we have a few characters who would be ready to spill some things and then Leona who would be just like, Nope, nope, not not telling you anything that or confessing to like eating all the potatoes last week.
4: Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But yeah, I mean, anything is possible with the power of a non-canon contrivance to get Father (laughs) Ben over in Falston. There are miracles, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What's something you'd like to see for your character um, in the future um, or to learn about their past?
4: I I don't know that I need to know a lot about Hesterin's past, but I am curious because Hesterin hinted at knowing things, speaking of forgive me, um, at knowing things that sort of expand and explain the world. And I'm very eager for you to let me know what I know <laughs> because I I don't know. And so, you know, as the actor, I'm just like, hint, 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 hint. <laughs> and as the person, I'm going, what is this? I'm, I need to know. So that's. Um that's that's my big uh, question. Well, that, and um, I guess I would love to know more about uh, the sort of even more chaotic magic uh, <laughs> that Hestertron wields, yeah, i I just want the Cimmerillion <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> small request, yeah. there are definitely some secrets with the in in the Empire that people in power like to keep to themselves specifically relating to uh, Leona and certain things regarding her and just with their position Hestrin is one of the few people who is party to these secrets mm-hmm. and yeah let's just say um, we can go over a few of those things after the recording session if you'd like
2: <laughs> I definitely they don't, I, they don't have to be a secret
0: yeah. to you Ooh, so I get inside knowledge,
4: listener, before you do, but you must wait. (laughs) Make sure you tune in to every episode
0: of season two of Sparfall. (laughs) Hestron will return.
4: (laughs) Hestron's job is just to show up with cryptic information to push everyone along.
0: You just Yeah, (laughs) you know? And they do it so well. Magical
4: weirdos do. <laughs> we show up and we go this way.
1: <laughs> uh I guess in terms for Hasi, just yes on the past, just in general. <laughs> uh I'm just really genuinely curious to like what has someone become so prickly like this. And I guess mm-hmm. uh something in the future that I'd like to potentially see is uh either Hasi mm-hmm. kind of being a little bit more open with uh like Again, like not saying that he has to like spill everything, but just trying to be a little bit more considerate or the way he acts around the troop.
0: hmm Yeah, I think there's definitely some potential for both those aspects in future seasons. Justice for Hossie. <laughs> <laughs> Spa
2: day for Hossie. Aww. <laughs> for for a Velvet, it's a little similar to uh, <laughs> to us in a way that I wonder if they're ever going to be a little more considerate or stick up for someone else that is not them or not Macalus. And if they're ever going to disagree with Michaelis, that's also <laughs> something I wonder. But I uh, guess we'll see.
0: Yeah, Valette is definitely still sort of stuck in that uh-huh. costumers click mindset right now. Very much. <laughs>
3: I suppose for Cynthia, um, she's kind of a big old question mark for me right now, but um, just learning more about how she got there. um, She seems like she would be really good at taking care of a bunch of like little kids. So maybe like does she have a crap ton of siblings or something that she helped with her family Mm -hmm. or things along that nature. But I also really like whenever you have the mom friend characters, when you make them mad and then everybody's like, oh, no, you shouldn't have done that. And they get that chance to really kind of mom out on people. (laughs) That's always fun.
0: Yeah, danger mode, Cynthia. <laughs>
3: yes,
0: she's coming for you with a wooden spoon.
3: It's the nice ones. The nice ones you got to look out for because when you get them mad enough to come after you, they are mean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, uh, this is a question uh, that uh, came from a couple of our listeners, Alf and Becca. Um, what's another role in the uh, within the show that you wish you could play? Sometimes
1: there's so many. <laughs> Uh, I guess as a baseline, uh, <laughs> anyone that's just less crouchy—it's not a very high bar, but that'd be fun. Yeah,
4: that's <laughs> I say. Oh, sorry, I was—I think everyone's just so beautifully cast that I'm like, oh, I can't do their job. I can't do their job. I can't do their job.
1: It's—it's <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I don't want this person's role. I just want to be like a background person that's just happy. I no longer wish to be grouchy I just wish to be happy
4: (laughs) Okay but you understand right now I'm like seeing Hossie very drunk in a bar saying those words
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be grouchy anymore I just want to (laughs) be happy
0: (laughs) Oh Hossie Mm. worry Hossie we'll throw you a big old birthday party next year or something
1: outwardly he's not going to be happy but inwardly he'd be so happy
3: aww (laughs) maybe the corner of his mouth will twitch up slightly (laughs) (laughs) he needs a potato that's his problem
0: (laughs) yeah just just give him a potato and draw a smiley face on the
3: potato (laughs) googly eyes (laughs) you have a friend Hossie <laughs> and this one won't talk back or anything, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> but now I see Hasi like,
4: defending the potato with his life from the play.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Cloudy. <laughs> this potato is my life's mission now.
1: <laughs> it's great. We love it here.
0: <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, another question from Becca here. Uh, What was your favorite episode from this season? I am a
3: sucker for a good
0: Halloween episode.
3: (laughs) It wasn't (laughs) same. It was just so funny. Yeah, it was great. It was wonderful listening to it.
0: Yeah, the Halloween episode was a delight to write and then see it come to life so quickly because people were so enthusiastic about doing this goofy little one-off with the Halloween plot that went so badly.
3: I also like how it still managed to incorporate like some world building and stuff like that in there too without it being like Captain Exposition showing up and it really worked in v- there very well. I liked uh, uh,
2: scene five too. I thought it was very nice. I uh, liked the part where, well, do <laughs> feeling just like she doesn't fit in and fail like towards the end, some monologue about how it takes time and how he relates with her. I don't know. It was like comforting. I liked that.
1: My personal favorite, and again, because I'm entirely biased, uh, <laughs> scene, scene 12, ep, episode twelve, uh, episode yeah. twelve, where you kind of get that glimpse at what uh, Hossie's actually thinking. It was really, it was really fun for me to, to voice that and kind of like, oh, so he's not just being mean for the sake of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got some priorities of his own, and they don't don't always live in the gentlest world about it. So. Yeah, he has reasons to run things the way he does, but when he wants to, he can definitely put himself out there and try to help people emotionally too.
4: Um, I loved episode twelve as well, and the one where we got more of the play within a play. Like, there were a couple episodes, but there was one I don't remember which one that like began. Yeah, that was episode four, where
0: we got. That good big chunk of Mariette the Fourth, and then also, and then also lizard battle.
4: Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) And and yes, um, I'm in love with uh, with scene eleven with the theater manifesting, Um, and especially the voicing of the theater is just so beautiful and imaginative.
0: Uh, Another question from Becca. Uh, if you could hang out with one character from the show, uh, who would it be and what would you want to do with them?
1: Uh, probably Fel or (laughs) Leona. Fel mainly because it'd be interesting seeing what, uh, he would, I guess, because you don't really need to have a solid plan with Fel. Fel can just pretty much take you everywhere. (laughs) uh leona would be the exact opposite just trying to introduce her to like new things and just seeing like a genuine first reaction on something would always be amusing
0: yeah like take leona to a donut shop or something and just set her loose (laughs)
1: it's like so this one has jelly in it no
0: (laughs) (laughs) and this one has jelly and sprinkles
1: no (laughs) amazing
0: (laughs) The wonders of this world never cease.
3: <laughs> I could introduce her to the cheese crown, which is something that's over here at Graders, where it's a small piece of cheesecake wrapped in um, a flaky kind of croissant-like dough, and then it's got a cinnamon roll on top, and it's glazed.
1: <laughs> oh, that, that, oh sounds, that sounds so what? unhealthy. Give me two. It's ridiculously
3: decadent. <laughs> <laughs> but it is so good. <laughs> now everybody's hungry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we are all I'm, Leona now <laughs> I would love to
4: wander a town with Fel but to be honest I think I'd want to hang out with I'm so bad with names Askel is that Axel I'm saying Axel. it wrong. Oh, Axel. Axel yeah. because yes. I, I really want to put runes on things <laughs> <laughs> I just you know <laughs> stay with them and teach me your ways
0: <laughs> Yeah, have a little crafting day in with Axel. Yeah. Hopefully nothing explodes. Oh, yeah.
2: Hopefully no more swords fall from the sky. I would also like to hang out with with Axel for pretty much the same reason as Emily. And just to hear them uh, show off whatever they're working on. (laughs) And also put runes on things. I would love that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I bet it'd be fun to do like a craft fair. Just like walking around to all the booths and stuff like that with them. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Yes. And you come away with something better than like a hand-painted mug. (laughs) Or
3: if if it's a hand-painted mug, it's
4: a hand-painted mug like it is also a tea kettle. So you don't have to have that extra step. Like you pour water in it and the rune just makes it boiling hot. That's a
2: dream. That's actually very nice. I would love that.
0: (laughs) That, or you paint it a little wrong and it becomes a hand-painted bug that sets itself on fire and also screams.
2: Why? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because, I mean, fire is close to boiling, so that makes sense. (laughs) It's
3: a very different (laughs) kind of firefly. Oh.
2: (laughs) I mean,
4: I'd be fine if, like, a mini dragon appeared in my teacup. Because that (laughs) sounds
0: cute. (laughs) but But it
2: won't stay there
0: (laughs) (laughs) look ruins are tricky there's the the empire says there's a reason you need a license to work with them so we've kind of touched on this one but a question from Alf that asks um, who all is most like their character or most unlike their character
2: well I like to think that I'm not like (laughs) Thalette um yeah no that's pretty much it for me i don't think i'm like fillet yeah
4: i hope i'm less mysterious than hester and i'm certainly less knowledgeable um at the same time the sort of like person that tends to be able to solve problems is a lot of what i do in real life
0: poke something till it works right Yeah.
4: Well, in my case, I don't have a magic poking stick. I have, you know, a magic Excel spreadsheet schedule. (laughs) (laughs) So I I guess I poke keys on my keyboard, but less exciting. And I don't yell different, like a million different versions of poke. (laughs) Maybe I should.
0: Yeah, just just say poke every time you press another key.
3: (laughs) My my flatmates would hate me you can get a mechanical keyboard and it'll just go clack 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 i guess yeah if only we
4: went back to the old typewriters right
3: (laughs) that i'd have true power
1: as much as i hate making the comparison i think i'm a little bit more similar to Hasi than i'd like to admit (laughs)
4: um
1: i think the main reason why is because normally the the job that i work it's like very early in the morning and it's like a 12-hour shift constantly So uh, the amount of sleep I get is also much lower than what I'd like. So showing up to work, like my default emotion is always neutral and it's never joy or anger. It's just, I'm always not interested in doing anything or being anywhere. So interacting with a lot of my coworkers, they often mentions like, man, you just sound not happy. (laughs) It's like, I'm here. I'm never happy.
0: They're not paying me enough to be happy.
1: Nope. Not at all. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and then I think we established earlier that Allie, you pretty much feel <laughs> like Cynthia in real life sometimes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Um, a question from Becca. Um, what was your favorite line or moment from the show, either that you performed or that someone else did?
1: Uh That's a probably line hard that to decide. uh <laughs> that I really like that I did not perform, uh it was very, very early on. I think it might have been, like, episode one where Leona gets pulled away from the potatoes. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> back for you.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: That, that, is, that is a line that I still remember, I don't know why, but it, <laughs> it brings me great joy. Um, in terms of, like, lines that, my, that I've done for my character, uh, it's probably that entire paragraph, like, talking to Leona, like, why uh, she can't really work well on a team like I just like the the whole like delivery of it
2: I can't really remember uh, all the lines of all the show but for my lines for Villette, I really like the 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 lines uh, for the Halloween episode about that they're not yelling at them they're yelling in the face of fashion crimes and progress and like the whole rant about uh, how they're going to be so bad at making a mask I, I just yeah I thought it was quite funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, Valette was definitely fun to write in that episode, and also just the implication that they'd had to be told multiple times to not yell at the children <laughs> who were making Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um,
4: I think I fell in love with Hester and even in the sides because you had <clears throat> what is it? You walking with a walking stick, you poke with a poking stick. What are they teaching you kids
2: these days?
4: Yeah, um, but then also, oh, what is it, off to get some breakfast, we. (laughs) (laughs) So ridiculous uh, and so wonderful. (laughs) I will say the hardest line to say is actually poke uh, because it said so much that I'm always afraid I'm going to give you like a monotonous performance which is why i know i give you like a million versions of poke
0: <laughs> yeah you gave me enough pokes in one instance that i just filled up the entirety of the background of a scene with pokes. i noticed like
3: that i was like oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was great though it was so funny yeah, yeah i Leona- love the talk like that that's great <laughs>
0: Yeah, Leona and Dolan were having the rest of their conversation in episode 10, and in the background, Hestrin was just poke, poke, poking in the background. (laughs) And then I think we can wrap it up with this. Um, Do you have any other projects you've produced or been involved in that you'd like to promote here? Other podcasts or other streams you're involved in or just... Anything cool you've been working on lately?
4: Yeah. um, So either upcoming or, depending on when you're listening to this, already out, I play Caitlin O'Sullivan in The Ghost Ship from Metaphysical Boston Society. And I find it hilarious that in both Starfall and Ghost Ship, I play uh, a form of a psychic. (laughs) So (laughs) um, I guess I've found my type. Uh, but that was very exciting. That should be coming out soon um, in 2022. Um, and then I have an educational podcast called Hamlet to Hamilton, where we look at verse drama. Um, and I have a new podcast coming out that I may be asking some of you guys to come on. Uh, that's called DM Me, as in Dungeon Master Me where I create a bespoke one-on-one role-playing game just for you and I based on your interests. And um, we tell a story within two hours.
2: That's such a good idea. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it'd be a lot it's, that sounds so cool. <laughs> We've
4: recorded a couple of sessions now. I think my favorite that like emerged is the embroidery world, where when you go Ooh. in, you are sometimes 3D, but sometimes embroidered yourself.
2: How do you do that? Yeah, podcast. I'm, I'm so curious. I'm so curious to hear that.
4: Wow. A, a lot of narration.
3: I, I right? assume. Yeah.
2: Sound effects with your voice. Love that.
3: I suppose I'll go next then. Um, I'm also on a podcast called Ritual Six. I play the character page. Oh yes. Yeah, um, it's coming out soon. Yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> we love Ritual Six here. I like Half their cast is also cast members of Starfall. (laughs) Yes.
3: Um, I have Breathing Space Season 2 coming up soon. I play a character named Lesby in the short Flicker of a Torch. Um, And then there's another one that I'm recording currently, but it's under NDA, so I can't say anything. But I'm very excited for that one. (laughs)
0: Curse
2: you, NDA! Right?
0: It's a character I don't get to
3: usually play.
2: I can also mention uh, Breathing Space Fading Frontier, in which I am also... (laughs) It's a, well, it's a sci-fi podcast uh, that reunites the work of various talented authors, uh, and you get to listen to the life of a multitude of characters that evolve all in the same universe.
3: Um, yeah, I'm in an
2: episode that's called... Um, oh, what is the name of the episode again? Well, season two is coming soon, <laughs> in March. So, yeah.
3: It's I'll a neat
0: concept. You got anything you want to drop drop in here? Anything you've been involved in?
1: Uh, I'm trying to... I'm racking my brain right now. It's like, what am I allowed to talk about that's not under NDA?
0: You were in Passathea Powder this past oh, year. Oh, yeah, that's
1: right. Uh, that one... <laughs> uh, yeah, I was playing Captain Dunn in that one. Um, that was a voice I did a while back. Uh, there was also Dreambound. I mm-hmm. believe I play the character of oh man my all the characters are like mixing up right now uh uh griffin griffin that that was the name that was one of the first uh podcasts i ended up voicing in um there's also scp archives where i play a myriad of different characters i think that's about it that's considered for nda on podcast side of things (laughs) um I am voicing some characters in some video games, uh, indie video games. There's one for Magnetic Bonds, I believe, on itch.io. I play Dr. – oh, man, I keep messing up how you're supposed to pronounce his name. Dr. (laughs) Dr. Gigant, I believe, or Gigant. Um, And I voice a very angry shrimp in Cleo, A Pirate's Tale. <laughs> That's about all I can get off the top of my head. Like I'm I'm a scr- in in the the words of the creator when they, they messaged me how it was supposed to be sounding a very angry, belligerent screaming shrimp.
0: <laughs> well, you fit right in with our monster crabs here, so I,
1: know, I had to I had to like pitch my voice higher for like the post-editing stuff, just so that it sounded like a really small, angry drill sergeant. <laughs> that that was that was fun but everything else is kind of under nda right now and i'm trying my best not to say anything i'm not supposed to it's
3: so hard when you're excited about it too
1: Mm. such a
4: mysterious cast
1: oh yeah that's right i'm also in ritual six uh i have a very small part in the beginning i play i believe the character's name is the boss (laughs) that's about it i think that's i think think that's it the
4: question is how close does the boss sound like your shrimp that's really, like, oh, what is not, your range? Not, <laughs> um,
1: well, my range is apparently pretty big, but again, I get typecasted very often as the lower gruffed voice character. <laughs> so, you know, like, this is my default voice. This is the voice I normally get casted as because, you know, oh gruff voice. Yeah, in, a world. World. I'm, in a world where <laughs> I don't play a voice this low. I can go really high, actually. Don't worry, guys. It's still me. Oh my gosh. I love it. Your voice sounds so wholesome. (laughs) I am now generic anime character too. You're also (laughs) (laughs) fell.
0: I mean you've heard what Sam has to do with his voice to get it to
1: Fell. Absolutely. (laughs) I
4: I
0: wait for the credits every
4: episode just to hear. Maybe that's my favorite line. (laughs) (laughs) When you hear Sam's real voice.
1: Uh, That's great.
0: Well, I think that wraps it up for this session. So um, see all you listeners next time. We've still got uh, one more session coming up after this one. Until then, bye.